We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I got a DM from the rally captain, of all people, asking me what is the Ozzy song that we play on the show. And I thought maybe Crazy Train. And then I told him to DM you, Landfill. So, Landfill, my question is, did rally captain DM you about an Ozzy Osbourne song? Uh, he might have. Uh, I'll have to check my DMs. There you uh, go. People, people all in, in Landfield DMs these last few days. What they are going? JP people. was heavy in my DMs. Oh yesterday. man, you, why are you sending pictures to Landfield late at night? <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> How did? Uh, when did I DM you, Landfill? Yesterday, you were DMing me links because you can't get your email to work. Ah, that's true. Now, the good news is Brian Keel is here. He's going to join us in about 30 minutes. Um, the good news is I have my computer today, so I'm back in business, yeah. baby. You're in business. Um, it's always something with you, dog. Now we get the computer working and the Comrex dies, but we're, we've, we've moved on. I mean, we're on, we're on to happens. Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. We, we, we've made it work. Um, I think – we should talk a little bit of football, Brian. Yeah. Um, I got to talk to Matt Ryan yesterday. Matt. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Pretty famous football player for yeah. the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Um, he was there with Dan Quinn. And what was his thoughts of Dan? Spoke highly of him. Said it's a guy that lets you do what you want. Um, let you be a let you be a man. Just kind of demands the best from you. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of like, I have those conversations a lot on there where I expect guys to grow up and be adults. I don't think you need to, if you, if the coach has to always crack the whip, crack the whip, crack the whip, they're choosing the wrong damn people. Players can get mad at me all they want, but it's time that the guys on the team start growing up, take some ownership, and go out there and be able to allow the coach to freely coach you. But you're a professional now. You're no longer a college student. You know, you're a professional. 
and they gotta they gotta start acting like that. I agree with you, um, and I think when you so Matt Ryan, I thought was fairly. He kind of said what you'd expect for a quarterback that played for a coach for five or six seasons to say. He he spoke highly, but it was relatively platitudes. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of just ge- generic. Um, but there was an availability for everybody involved with CBS football. Because mm-hmm. um, the Super Bowl's on CBS this year. So it was Matt Ryan talking. Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo were up on stage. Romo was absolutely hounded. And I said to Kerwin, we're not dealing with that. And he agreed. Um, you know who I got to say what's up to? Evan Washburn. All right. Um, really good dude. We used to work with him a million yeah. years ago. Shout out to the powers that be at our old cable place that didn't think Evan should be on TV. Uh, meanwhile, he's. Our Monica <laughs> McNutt. Right. Meanwhile, Evan's calling his fourth Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. great I mean, call. Great call. That was that, that little small town mindset. Great call, fellas. Um, <laughs> So I talked to Matt Ryan. I also got to talk to Bill Cower. And I, thought, I like old Chin. Yeah, dude. He you can tell he's cool and what do they say, Jeff? He stands on business. Like he's not backing down, but he's not hot taking either. Like he's not there. Yeah. I don't know this, but I wouldn't be shocked if Bill Cower has zero social media. Like but he's, he's not there for clips. Whether he's on social media or not, Bill is gonna tell you what Bill thinks. Not what Bill thinks is going to get him the most clicks. Right. And that's why a lot of people, I understand people follow him, but they just turn me the hell off. So, uh, how about this? Apparently, Bill Cower is on X, Twitter. I don't know that this is actually him. Eh, maybe it is. Got a blue check mark? Uh, no, but the blue checks are. are I'm just asking. All right, I think he has Twitter. Good for him. And now, he, he doesn't post very often. There you go. So if he posts it often, then I know that if he posted a lot, I would know it's not Bill Cowher. Right, I agree. So I, I got to t- talk to him yesterday about, I think this, this coaching cycle was pretty interesting, Brian, because depending what you believe, what you buy, a lot of defensive guys got jobs. And for all the talk of offense, 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 it was a lot of defensive guys that got jobs this cycle. Uh-huh. And you wonder if things are switching or if it was just a unique situation. I, I, I think you can't stress enough that a lot of the offensive guys have been plucked through. Like, there's not that many hot young candidates to hire. Yeah, but I think the ultimate thing is it's not a requirement to have an offensive guy. The requirement is to have the best coach possible to motivate your guys and get them to play. Because if a defensive coach comes in, he needs to get a legitimate offensive coach. And I think that little thing of people, everybody thinking, oh, it has to be a defensive coach, I mean, an offensive coach, just look around. And there are a lot of defensive coaches, defensive-minded coaches, that do not call plays or whatever, but they got a good team and a great staff. Agree with all that. And a lot of defensive guys got hired. Yeah. Now, is it worth pointing out that Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick decided to stay where they were? Maybe. But the 
the records of history will not show that, right? It's just that all these defensive guys got the job. Um, two quick things before I get into Bill Cowher. I'm pretty sure Cam Newton just walked by wearing yeah. a top hat. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cam, Cam's a little, little strange. He does his own thing. Also, I think that's Jay Glazer over there. He is jacked. Jay's always been like that, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen him on TV. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't he, think I'm, he wants to. He want to wrestle you or whatever. He's UFC. A, yeah. He's a trainer. Yeah. Um, but he always walks around like, right, looking like Igor Pusky. <laughs> so what stood out to me from Cower yesterday is I asked him, you know, you know, are you excited for Dan Quinn to get another shot? And he said, Yeah. What I think Quinn can build is an identity for this team. And, um, dude, uh, do you know Mark Davis? He's in Norfolk now. He's in Richmond forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good dude. Um, and Mark asked him something that was interesting to me because I feel like it's such a foregone conclusion, but it's different when you hear it from somebody like Cower, the coach in the league, is clearly still tied into the league. He said, well, what do you think of Sam Howell? And Cower was like, you know, there's some, some things there you like, stuff to be excited about. But they have the number two overall pick, and they got to think bigger. They got to think of somebody with a higher ceiling. And I feel like it was just honesty, the truth. But see, and, and that that is where I've gone with it. Listen, man, the problem with media today, we get caught up in who we like, okay? And ultimately, if we're going to be true judges of talent and what people are, we can't just go by what we like. We got to go by what we truly see, what we know. And based off of the people we've talked to, we know what the standards are. As I said before, Sam, when things were right for the first guy, was a perfect dude. When he had to do some other stuff, you find out he didn't read the defense as clever as he wanted to. He would wait for guys to get open. You can't wait. You got to throw them open. He threw at a spot instead of at – he threw at a person instead of the spot. You know what I'm saying? Some things were not there, and I think ultimately you see talent, but you understand if that stuff stays like it's been, he won't have a sustained success. And we saw that as the season went on. Yeah, I, I think it was it was fairly clear to see. Um, I, you know, and, and basically what Cower said is – I don't think people should be chasing D'Amico Ryan's C.J. Stroud. I, yeah. I think that was that was a guy who came in who had extreme talent, who was damn near perfect his first year. If, if you're if you're playing cards and you have a four five and a seven eight, and you're just hoping you get the six, odds are it ain't coming. They More than hit, they hit the six in yeah. Houston, right? Well, they, they basically started off with four aces. Right. <laughs> that was. But I think what Cower explained is if you can build a program the right way, you play good defense, you run the heck out of the football, you can bring a rookie quarterback along. Mm -hmm. And you can discount what he's saying. And I know there's lots of people that want to kind of like marginalize traditional football theory like that. And he was like, we did it with Roethlisberger. Like, he has an exact point, an exact person and a Super Bowl ring that mm -hmm. he can point to that that plan worked. Yeah. And I kind of think that should be the plan this coming year. 
I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, but you've got a young quarterback. Protect him. Let him learn over the course of the season. Now, I, I just don't know that they'll do that. But you have to improve the football team, too, to help him. And you have to play strong at defense. Okay? One thing about, like, we got, we're talking about the success of uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy gets extra possessions of the football because his defense plays great. And then they run an offense as to one which their defense is on the sideline getting rested. And they don't expect him to go out and just throw the ball down the field and, and be the big play guy. They have multiple people that are very, very talented to where they can utilize all of that experience. So when we talk about uh, complimentary football, that's what they do. Did we really run complimentary football last year? I mean, the defense couldn't get off the field or they gave up big plays early. And the offense goes on the field. They weren't having long, sustained drives, which put the defense back on the field. So they didn't help each other out. And a lot of the times when you go to a third down situation and you have a play, it's going to be tight. But if you're waiting for it to be perfect, it probably won't work, right? And that happened a lot of times. I think a lot of decision-making caused them a lot of issues last year. And that I don't understand that defense. I'm just saying I don't know how for it, it was five to eight years to where I am watching people when the ball is snapped, they are still trying to figure out what the hell to do. That that is asinine to me. I think when you go four and thirteen, clearly there was no complimentary football. Mm-hmm. It was everything went bad. <laughs> you went four and thirteen. Yeah, I mean that's just awful. And I think you got to recalibrate that. I just kind of just cycling through my brain here, right? When you talk about Cliff Kingsbury coming in, is he the right guy to develop a young passer? I think you can you can argue yes. You can argue the work he's done with a number of different mm-hmm. quarterbacks going to his college days, whatever, right? Um, but I think Charles Davis pointed this out to me yesterday, that a lot of Kingsbury's success – was with kind of pocket guys, not runners. Especially if you go back to Texas Tech prior to Mahomes. It, I mean, even Mahomes didn't – you wouldn't describe Mahomes as a runner. He could move no, well. No, he, he's a guy who has the ability to extend plays, but he's not a runner. And But that's even better. If his guys are pocket guys, you know, but they have the ability to run, that's even, that's even more. I mean, I don't want a statue. I want a guy who can sit in the pocket and read defense and pick him apart. But if everything breaks down, I need a guy that can be able to run. I don't want a guy that cannot run. You have to be mobile at least. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think – I also think as we, like, advance, the quarterback position is kind of evolving where everybody's at least somewhat mobile. I mean, who's a legit pocket only guy now compared to five ten years ago i mean maybe golf but golf runs the ball ever so often right but, but like like i think he's more of the pocket passer than the other guys out there stafford but stafford probably they can all get out and go of the, tom brady did not want to run every once in a while tom ran and I'm, that's every once in a while like every other five six years 
That's how it happened. Who do you think wanted to run less, Brady or Manning? Peyton. Peyton, I don't think, ever wanted to run. Tom was just a guy who I think is competitive enough to where he felt he was going to run. I'm checking Peyton Manning 40-time. Um, who do you think ran a fast? I don't know this. I'm asking. Who do you think had the better 40, Peyton or Brady? Uh, They were both awful. They were probably about 5-0 or 4-9. Landville, who do you think had the, had the better 40, Peyton <laughs> or Brady? Uh, wow, that's tough. Brady's was like, wasn't Brady's epically bad? So I guess I'd go Peyton. Brady's was really bad. <laughs> like, like I almost, I'm, I almost feel like I'm reading this from the Onion. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady, Tom Brady ran a five one seven. That 40 is awful. <laughs> Peyton, who do you think was fat? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil it a little. Peyton was faster th- than Brady. Who do you think was faster, Peyton or Eli? Eli. Landy. I'd also go Eli. Jeffrey? Yeah, Eli could be younger. Jeff, they were the same age when they ran the 40. It's not like being younger isn't necessarily. Look, look, the, the youngest always perform better than the oldest. I don't know why it's like that, but it, it happens. Yeah, because I kick all my brother's ass. Well, Jeff, since you've cracked the code. I'll tell them. I Peyton, say it when they're not here. <laughs> Peyton was faster than Eli. Wow. Peyton ran a 4.8. Wow. Eli ran a 4.92. Maybe Eli was sandbagging it. In other words, they all could outrun Jeff. Because he was trying to get the Chargers sure. to not draft Didn't Jeff run a 6.4 or something like that in that field? Yeah. Yo, Landville, to your point, if, if Eli was sandbagging his 40 times so that the Chargers <laughs> wouldn't draft him, should we set an over-under of Caleb Williams' draft uh, 40 time at 7 seconds? <laughs> yeah, he might run an 8. <laughs> hey, too late. They already saw him run when he was playing football. I have a feeling... Caleb will run zero forties this yeah, draft cycle. He probably won't even be at the combine. I wonder. I bet he'll go and do nothing. But if he doesn't want to do the interviews, maybe he doesn't even go. You imagine just skipping the combine? If you know you're going to be the number one pick, or at at worst number two, one finger salute to the combine. Who was it that got? Um, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the kid's name. He was there, and it was the kid from Georgia last year. Carter, he was at the combine, and then all the arrest stuff came up, and then he had to leave. He left. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the agent put out like, oh yeah, he had to go check on his family. Yeah, like I well, bet make sure my happened. make sure my family okay, or make sure you're not about to get handcuffed. All right, last one of these. So Peyton's at four eight, and this is just a Google search. If somebody has more information, God bless you. Peyton's at four eight. Brady. 40 times 5.17. Five, five five That's almost 5.2, B. I think I can beat that, like, now. I don't think you can. Probably not. Um, <laughs> Eli, 4.92. What do you got Big Ben at? Roethlisberger. Big Ben's whole shtick was that he could move a little bit, though. Okay, what do you got him at? 4.89. Landy? I'll go like four seven nine. Jeffrey? I was four seven flat. Four point seven five for Ben Roethlisberger. Huh. Last one. I'm a home's at. 
four four seven nine. I would say Mahomes like a, a four move, five though. five. Yeah, easily four five. Easily, Jeff. I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna say four six. Patrick Mahomes ran the forty yard dash in four point. Eight seconds. Four point seven nine, dog. That's right there. Nailed it. Um, Ryan Keel joins us next. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna find out what Ryan running in. Yeah, Ryan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Your 40 time. B. Mitch and Finley, 1067 The Fan, live in Las Vegas, baby. Radio Row, getting ready for Mahomes versus Purdy, Niners versus Chiefs. Joining us right now is our friend, Mr. Ryan Keel, B's old teammate. Uh, Ryan played, every time I say it, you tell me I, I'm shorting you years. <laughs> you always so, short me years. So you tell me how many years you played. Years. 12 years in the NFL. You always say like 10, and I'm like, dude, these years are hard to get. <laughs> Hell I'm yeah. everyone I get. Here's know? all I'm <laughs> saying on, on the website. Yeah. I, I'm just saying pro football reference. Okay. Has you at nine. Yeah. Well, no, I was hurt. I was on IR. Right, 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 right. So that's, that's, that's probably – I'm just, I'm just saying. So, play yeah. for the Skins, play for the Browns, play for the Giants. Got a Super Bowl ring with Tom Coughlin, yeah. Eli Manning, and the Giants. Um, what's up, man? How are you? When would you, you know, get out here? I got out here yesterday, and, um, you know, it's pretty cool here to be on Radio Row. It's, I've been on here before with some other – when I was working at Under Armour. Um, but it's cool to see. It's cool to be back, and Vegas is starting to fill up, you know. Oh, yeah, it starts off a little slow. I know. Yeah, it, I mean, you can it's see. Like a freight today, train. I know, today comes, and then Thursday is when the fans come in. Yeah, J- JP's running out of town that day. Yeah, Yo, I don't blame you. I bro. think it's a good idea. <laughs> For you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
So for folks who don't know it, B and Ryan played together with the Skins in the 90s. Ryan and I are friends. We all play golf together. We all know each other fairly well. Um, but you're forgetting, JP. That I shoot a 120? No, no you can't hit it far enough. But Mitch, <laughs> Mitch spent, had a cup of coffee with the Giants with Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's true. I left before Tom got there. I, was it before Tom? Yeah, Tom, when Tom was coming in, I asked for That's spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he got hired, but then you left before yeah. he, like. Yeah. And you I loved playing for Jim Fossil. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't Can I tell you a funny story about, about Mitch? So we're in there lifting, and Tom had gotten hired up in New York, and Tom was. Like certain socks, certain shirts, certain shorts, all that stuff. And Mitch is in the weight room lifting, and he's got like the wrong socks on. And like the strength coach, a guy named Jerry Palmieri, and Jerry came Jerry down. Yeah, Jerry came down. He's like, uh, uh, you know, he's real, like, he's sort of the Brian, you know, big Hall of Fame, should be in the yeah. Hall of Fame guy. <laughs> Older guy, he's like, hey, uh, uh, Brian, I mean, you got, you got the wrong socks on. Mitch is like, Man, the socks don't make me lift any better. <laughs> and I knew right then, I'm like, Tom and Mitch aren't. No, nah, I'm out. Made, made in heaven. I, I imagine that's why was, I did, that's you, why I, that was an edited version of that yeah, story. Yeah. When, <laughs> when I went to visit Jacksonville when Tom was there. Yeah. And he was talking about how he won both feet on the floor oh, yeah. and guys got to. I was like, I'll check with y'all later. <laughs> I'm going back to that. My yeah. dad's a military guy. But you're ridiculous. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, Tom's. Yeah. But Tom softened as we got as he got into it. When he softened, they won. Yeah, exactly. So Strahan went to him and, like, softened him. And that's why, like, we talk about or I think about, like, you know, segueing like Dan Quinn, right? Like, yeah. second chance. So I think, like, t- like Tom changed. One you know, thing, I think coaches can change. They totally. just gotta, they get the feedback. If they're sm- now, if they're not aware and they, yeah. they think they're right, well, then they're lost cause. Well, but the ego can always play a role. Right. If they're smart totally. enough to, like, listen and figure out, like, can I do something better? And that's what Tom did. Now, Tom came to New York, and he implemented his system, and then he got, you know, Stray talked to him and some other guys, and he started showing us his personality. Um, there you go. Right. Um, so so one, one thing that's been really interesting during this process, during the coaching process, is, I mean, I've, I text you probably 100 times a day, right? right. Like, like we, are, we are in communication a yeah, lot. He's annoying. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And, I mean, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing any of that. Right. Um, but you were very clear – that and, and B said the same thing repeatedly on air that people get so caught up in offense, defense, yep. play call, or whatever. As former players, you both swear that leader of men yes. is the most important kind of category for a head coach to, to check. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and it's not like you and Brian and I talked about. It's just I think from our shared history, right? Like, there's all these coaches. I forgot you guys were in New York. Today. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's very brief. Yeah. Um, but you know, coaches like. They gotta be able. You got offensive guys, defensive guys, special teams guys. You got guys that are 22, and you got guys that are 35, right? Some kids have guys have kids, and you know, going to high school. Other guys are running down the streets, you know, on every chance they get. Sure. And so the ability to garner all of that different perspectives and get them pointed in the right direction to me overcomes everything. You know, you know, in terms of like X's and O's, right? So like, you gotta get that first. Yeah, you got to have coaches who got can scheme them up, and you got to get dudes, right? You need dudes who can play. Need players. Yeah, and and but but you got to get them all pointed in the right direction. If you don't, then you, you can see teams that don't have it, right? Teams are always you're wondering like, why don't they win more? Why don't they have more success? Or yeah, you know, you know they're underperforming this year or every year. Or the coach, you know, you could see the coach losing it, right? It's because they're not the guys aren't following them, you know. And you got to have that whatever it is. You know, I, I was I played for a few guys that were like that, you know, and. Leader of men. Like, you've yeah. got to get it. See, that's what I say. Like, people always talk about the guys that are going to come in and they're going to uh, have the X's and O's. And they, 
I think it's more important who can lead the guys running the person with a dropper scheme. Yeah, I, I actually put it, Mitch, and I, I think you'd agree. Like, I don't think it's – I mean, it's such a copycat league. Like, mm-hmm. everybody plays the same defense, same offense. They call them a little bit different. The yeah. language is different. But it's copycat. It works, you know. But I think the bigger thing from a coaching perspective, it's like when you call it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, to me, more than the X's and O's, it's like in-game, can you call the right play at the right time and get your horse out on, the, on a one-on-one spot, get him in position to go. win? That's more important than, you know, even the X's and O's, True. right? It's when you call it. Um, Talk with our friend Ryan Keel here. Adam Kaplan walking by. What up, Cap? Um, did you see Cam Newton walk by with his top hat? Uh, is Cam here? We, we saw him. Yeah. Do you I know him from yeah. working yeah, yeah, with Luke? Yeah, we signed him to a, no, I signed him to a contract in Under Armour. Oh, wow. Yeah, back when he came out of Auburn. Dude, he's not the same guy he was now than he was when you signed no, him. No, no, no. He is, no. He is, he is strange, dude. <laughs> no. Tell him. I mean, he's a good, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was. He's he, a good dude. He's a good he's, dude. He's a freak. He's I mean, he was a freak. He's truly strange. He was a freak. He, he had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of baggage. He has invented, like, his own language. Like, it, the I way, don't know what the hell he tweets after that. I, how do you find that font? Because I don't have access don't have to that font. Must not be on our ship here. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, your career has been remarkable in that you had the NFL success, yep. played 12 years Thank in you. the Thank league, you. Yeah. Um, played at UVA, obviously, and then you go on to Under Armour. I, I want to get to Q Collar, yep. which is really cool and, yep. and, and perhaps revolutionary technology, yep. but tell everybody who you signed while you were with Under Armour? Because the list is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so at UA, I went to UA after I retired uh, from the NFL. I was there for 10 years, and I had three, basically three jobs. One was uh, North American Sports Marketing, so that's doing all sort of like top-of-the-funnel sponsorships, athletes, teams, things of that sort. And then I started and ran the golf business for three years, and I did uh, global sports for four. So um, in that, you signed a lot of athletes. So I was fortunate enough to sign and, and pick a few. So... In golf, the first four I signed in golf were uh, Jordan Spieth, Cam Smith, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Gary Woodland. Uh, all major winners. I think all, all won a U.S. Winners. Open. Uh, that's a no, Cam question. hasn't won a U.S. No, Open. It, he won a Cam, British. Right, he won, yeah, Cam didn't. No. Has Spieth so, won a U.S. Open, though? Yeah, he won out in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, right, when DJ missed that putt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so those are my yeah, first four golfers. Feet. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you two don't miss those. I (laughs) miss those. Yeah, we're supposed to miss them. Yeah, I mean, I miss those far more often than I make them. So those are the golfers. Then we signed guys like, you know, I had a good group of people working with me, too. What was the Brady negotiation like? Uh, Tom was interesting. Yeah, Tom was cool. Like, I like working with Tom. He's a really good dude. Like, I mean, he's a really good guy. But tough, right? Tough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was particular, you know, but that's okay. (laughs) Like, you know. What was like, were there like, Weird, like, avocado stipulations, or was it just yeah, cash no, stipulations? No, no, there's something. Yeah. <laughs> On shoots and stuff, you had to have his certain, you know, vitamin water, <laughs> lemon vitamin water, without no cow, like that lemonade one. Like, he wanted that. He liked grapes. Like, there's certain things to that. But he was, that's fine. I mean, it's, as, as athletes go, and as, as much as he is a star, he's easy. Okay. We, had, we dealt with a lot of guys who are a lot worse, who are a lot bigger pain in the necks. Yeah. No, know, that don't show like, up. Yeah, show up. I mean, he showed yeah. up every time. He was ready to roll. Like, treat everybody great on set, or we're dealing with everybody, product people. The one cool story JP will probably like, so in, in uh, so I guess we're good on time, right? Um, Just go. Yeah, okay. We'll figure that out. All right, cool. Julio Jones versus A.J. Green. Who to sign? Yes. So they were both Woo! top wide receivers. Uh-huh. Both out of the SEC. Georgia and, I had, and Bama, And I went right? on both, Georgia and Bama. And so I talked to a guy named, so I always used to have, like, same thing at golf. I had my 
crew of people that I've, I've built relationships with that I trusted. And one of them is this guy named Joe Collins, who was a scout. And he was when I was in San Francisco, he was in Cleveland, and he was in New York. He's always southeast. He lived in Amelia Island. And so he had both those guys because he had the South, Southeast Conference, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I call him. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm, I'm trying to decide which one to go after. And Jimmy Sexton was uh, representing Julio, and he's a big-time agent. So I'd be yeah. sort of have my eyes dotted and T's crossed. And so he told me a story about Julio, and he said, so I'll just tell you this one thing about Julio. When he was a freshman, true freshman, starting an Alabama wide receiver, he was the gunner on punt team. Mm. Okay. And, and he, after three or four games, Nick Saban took him off because he was doing Too so. valuable. And he got pissed. Julio did. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. I'm like, okay, that, as you know, that's Brian, the guy I want. Like, <laughs> that, I was like, okay, that's pretty good. That means he's a football player, right? Like he, he wants to play. And then the other thing was, Joe, I guess at Alabama, I've never been there at practice, they've got these old-timers like sitting on these benches next to the fields. And Joe, who had been there forever, you know, been coming, he knew all these guys because he'd been showing up on sure. the campus forever. And so he was just sitting talking to him, and he said, all of a sudden, Julio walked out about 15 minutes before practice. He said, and I remember how, describing it. He goes, cleats on, laced, jersey on, pads on, buckled, helmet on, buckled, gloves on, strapped, five balls underneath his arms, you know, two and three. And he's sitting there waiting. And he goes, all of a sudden, like two minutes later, this equipment guy runs out and goes, sorry, I'm late, Julio. And they jog out to the jugs machine, and the guy starts feeding them balls. And the old-timers go, he does that every day. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, okay, wow. that's, that's the guy. That's the guy we're going to say. Between those two things, like that's how when you get into, like, identifying Hell talent yeah, partners, yeah, like, yeah. you got to get to that level. The guys that love it. Love it. Because yeah. the money only makes athletes less motivated, not more motivated. Totally. Right, so you got to find the guys who want to be great. Wow, you know it's now both of those guys ended up great. That's a good choice to have. Good but choice. I think you. I think it's. I don't know easy what the stats. Said, Julio, Julio to me was, felt like a had a better career. Yeah, sure, he did. You know? he did. Sure, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's uh, what I did at the U.S. School. It was a fun time. That is awesome. So, I mean, think about that draft, 2011 draft, yeah. which I believe, top of my head, is when the Skins drafted Kerrigan. I want to say. Um, A.J. Green goes four to Cincy. Yeah. Julio goes six to Atlanta. And that, Atlanta traded up to get him. Um, Thomas Dimitrov got him. Before, yeah. yeah. I mean, GM. how often do people move up for a wideout, too? Tell from, like, from, like, the 20s. Right, right, right. Um, they traded with the Browns, if yep, I remember. That's exactly right. Uh, tell us about Q Collar. Yeah, so Q Collar. So, guys, what you know, the fun thing about what I'm doing now is working with these different brands that, you know, you rarely get a chance to do well and do good. And with the collar, uh, I'm sure many of your listeners have seen it. I know you guys have. You know, it's this device you wear around your neck. Um, it's FDA cleared. Uh, they went through, you know, 10 years of research, $30 million, 25 peer-reviewed studies to really figure out a way. And it started in the military. It started with this idea as, as fighting has changed from shoot them up to blow them up. Soldiers were coming back with less bullet holes, but they were coming with brains that were scrambled. Yeah. From all the concussive God. glass. Yeah. So how can we get a solve? What, what's what's there to do? So they basically thought about, you know, jugular vein compression. I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but go to the website, Q30.com. It is, talks about the story. And what it essentially does, it allows players to play freer. It allows this backup of blood in your brain. It reduces brain slosh, which is really the, the important piece in terms of concussions and, and brain health. Um, the whole industry is changing Repetitive head impact is really the umbrella topic now, and you've got subconcussive hits to concussive hits underneath that. This device really focuses on the subconcussive hits, which sort of takes out the the baseline of, of what these you know issues have. So the way 
what you just said makes a ton of sense. Yeah. But you explained it to me because I'm an idiot in a way <laughs> that made a ton of sense where when you drive a vehicle, and this yeah. is a football perspective, so sure. not military and everything yeah. else, but when you drive a car, you've got a bumper, but then you also have a seatbelt. Correct. And, and, and the different functionalities of those two things. Yeah, so this is, I mean, listen, if without a seatbelt, right, I mean, you know, you can have the greatest bumper in the world. You're still going through the windshield. There you go. Right. And so <laughs> this is really a seatbelt for the brain. Um, it allows you, and sometimes, listen, and this isn't 100%, no device is, right? But what it allows you, like a seatbelt, you can get in a wreck. You may get a cracked rib from the seatbelt, but yeah. you're not through the windshield. Right. Right? This I thing, rather, I rather have a cracked rib than yeah. be, and not so be So this here. thing, really, yeah. what it does in terms of the backflow of the brain and, and creating a little bit of a cushion with the brain to, between the brain and the skull, Reducing that slosh, it really acts as a seatbelt. The, the brain's suspended on a brainstem. Who are some the of the guys in the league wearing? I know Two Hill wore one. Yeah, for, two, I think JD McKissick was JD wearing McKissick one. JD McKissick wore one here in Washington. I mean, we've had everyone, I mean, Tony Pollard to um, uh, King Henry wore one down to Tennessee. Chris Godwin, uh, Drew Tranquil in the Super Bowl, he'll be wearing it. So we wait, got about 80, 85 guys in the league. We don't, we don't pay guys, so they just they basically adopt it because. They want to be available. Like yeah. every athlete needs to be available to play, right? And right. the pros, you're trying to get your check. You're trying to get your next contract. Hell right? yeah. Right? And I get it as an ex-player, Mitch. You get it, right? And if you're missing games because you're out because of brain issues, that's a problem. So the younger people, like they want to play, they want to be there for their team, right? This is about availability and, and make, taking care of their brain over a long, long, long time. When, when you're watching games, and I, is anybody wearing it this weekend in the Super Tranquil. Tranquil, okay. Yep. Tranquil. So when you watch games and you see these guys wearing this, and, and dude, like people always ask, like, what is that thing on his neck? Yeah. That's what it is. It's called yep. Q collar, yep. and it's designed to, I, I, I know the language is specific. It, yeah. It's designed to ideally reduce concussions, right? right? Reducing yeah. the impact of subconcussive hits. Okay. So underneath repetitive head impacts, the first front half of that spectrum is subconcussive hits, then you got concussive hits. How? Subconcussive hits you don't even really feel, but the accumulation of those or a problem. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Right? So we're yeah. trying to cut those out, which means when you get the big bangs, they're less – you have them less, yeah. and, they're less and, they're, and they're easier to c- come back from. How annoying are the lawyers and the insurance Incredibly. people on that language? <laughs> Incredibly. <laughs> and I probably screwed it up, so I probably got some text messages. But that's okay. It's all good. Um, Before dude, you go around, who wins this with both? Yeah, we need a prediction. <sighs> you know, it's really tough to go against Mahomes. Sure. I mean, I, you know, I think – you know, I, I think they're. And I actually put it more on their defense. I mean, Spags is in New York. Chris Jones. You know, you know, Chris Jones is a monster. Their linebackers are playing great. Um, you know, their secondary sneak can cover. Like, I think their defense is actually what's going to carry it in Kansas City. Right. Right. The offense is going to get seventeen or twenty-four, something like that. Are you looking to move? Move where? Like from your home. Not right now. Why are you selling? No, but if you were, you should call John Leahy. <laughs> that is our guy. You uh, are. Dude. You're a pro. You're a pro. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Don't ever tell anybody tell him he's not just right, a blogger. Be cool, man. Big, big-eared blogger. It's yeah. preferred nomenclature. See you, boys. Um, dude, thank you. You got it. Um, the B-E-B. John Leahy is the guy we would trust if we were going to sell our home. Uh, Leahy is a pro. He's been doing it all over the DMV for years. He knows what he's doing. And, B. Mitch, I know how much you think of John Leahy, if you were to sell your home, what you would do, you would call John the DMV MVP of real estate. And if you're thinking about an example, think about Ashley. She experienced the Leahy difference with John and his team firsthand. She called the entire process of selling her Woodbridge townhouse enjoyable, quick, and profitable. Ashley claims the attention to detail made all the difference. 
Yep, I'm talking about John Leahy and the Fine Living Group of EXP Realty. You can go to johnsellsdmv.com and find out your home's value in mere seconds. It only takes a few seconds to request an instant cash offer on your home at johnsellsdmv.com. John offers your flexible fees, customized to your needs, and he knows that life happens. So if needed, John will let you out of your contract at any time. And that's why I would trust my buddy John Leahy to sell my house. So call John today, 301-900-3052, or online at johnsellsdmv.com, or even easier, just Google John Leahy and start packing. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Insane in the membrane. That's how most people describe Brian Mitchell. Uh, I am uh, sometimes. We are live, Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada, in advance of the Super Bowl. Niners, Chiefs, Torrey Smith is here, Ryan Keel is here, Cam Newton is here. That's an Under Armour list of all-stars yeah. right there. You just need uh, Bryce Harper. Um, all big game coverage on 106.7 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. Um if you're driving around on Sunday, you can listen to the game on 106.7 The Fan. Right here. And, dude, you're going to be driving around. And 980 as well, right? I think so. But we're, we're saying that anyway. Well, we're going to make sure that they're tuning into somebody <laughs> on this station. For sure. Um, you know, what's interesting to me is as we get closer to this game, I thought Joe Tooney being out for the Chiefs was going to be a big deal against the Ravens. Uh-huh. Kind of wasn't. It wasn't. How do you scheme around losing a Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the AFC Championship? That's hard. It's, it's hard to to do it, but if you have, and Ryan can probably tell you this, when you have a legitimate GM and you have your, your, your roster structured properly, your backup guy may not be the other guy, but he's not going to drop way off. Some teams, starters are one point, and the backups are way down. Other teams have them very close to where you don't miss. Back in the day when he had the Hogs, all those guys were able to play 10 deep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 10 guys can play. And when you lost one, you never really lost the production as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of a remarkable feat. Um, it, what to that point, though, so coming up with us next is Justin Pugh, who's had a long, successful career as an NFL offensive lineman. But, B, almost what I think is most incredible, do you remember, I think it was the Monday night game where the Giants, <laughs> who they beat, the Packers? 
Remember Tommy DeVito? Yeah. I think it was Giants-Packers. I'll, I'll look it up during the break here. But Pugh literally was signed off the couch that week and started, and I think he was starting at guard, and then the tackle got hurt, and he had to go play left tackle. Sometimes, bro. Listen, as I said before, position flex is only good when you're damn good at one other job. If you could be, if you're exceptional at one position, then I put you at another. You may not understand all the the, the idiosyncrasies of it, but you can play your tail off because you're talented. And that thing, that's the thing. We can't when you, when you get guys, you got to find a guy who's damn good at something, and then he can help you out in another position when needed. But you don't want to drive a guy that's just average at everything. Sure. Um, dude, I, I don't know if you agree. You can feel the buzz picking up in this building. I told you that. Like, it's starting to feel like Super Bowl week. Now, I have a- All you got to do is go to the, the main lobby bar of any hotel in Vegas, and you will know based on the, the, the clientele if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, I've, I've told you this. My, my first real welcome to the Super Bowl moment was with you in Minnesota at the W Hotel. Yeah. And that's all I will say. Yeah, it was, it was a fire. When we come back, Justin Pugh joins <laughs> us. Don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.